Ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between, welcome to Kinky and Geeky, an educational, conversational, entertainment um, all podcast for all things, well, geeky and kinky. We're your hosts, I'm Fox. And I'm Loki. We're both members of different and overlapping kink and nerd communities. Be warned, this podcast contains subjects of an adult and sexual nature. So if you're not of legal age or if it's illegal for you to listen to this because you're Amish or incarcerated or whatever, please turn this off now. So, what are we talking about today? Yeah. The best part is, is I was doing Woman by Wolf Mother. That's like the intro to that song. okay. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like... I can kind of Woman, she gets a woman, she gets a bit of woman, she gets feelings of love. And when you played it back, it sounded like Strong Bad from Homestar Runner. <laughs> do, 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 do. Strong Bad, he male. <laughs> Drag door! Which apparently that website is still up and running. Yeah, they're still going. So, way to go, Homestar Runner. Freaking ever. Uh, I was in high school when that started, I think. Yeah. So, that was a long, long time ago. Oh, that's what we can talk about! High school? No. A long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away... Oh! J.J. Abrams! (laughs) Apparently wanted to cover the geek spread and make sure that he directed something in all of these star fill-in-the-blanks. Yeah, so... Just looking forward to the J.J. Abrams gritty reboot of The Last Starfighter. It would be awesome. (laughs) At least it's not Michael Bay. True, true. (laughs) Because if Michael Bay did it, it'd be explosions. (laughs) (laughs) Now this way it'll just be lens flares. (laughs) Lightsaber lens flare. Lightsaber lens flare. Lightsaber lens flare. There's a scene where they'll just be fighting with the lens flares. <laughs> All you hear is the noise. It's lens flare, lens flare, lens flare, back and forth. Wow. Uh, yeah, seriously, though, he's going to be directing the next uh, numbered installment. I know. Which, which, good for you, Disney. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that that's a pretty good choice. I think. Yeah, no, I I, I like it. I mean, J.J. Abrams has done some amazing stuff. He's worked with Steven Spielberg. You know, he's he's done some kind of cool stuff. So I, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I I'm wondering who they're gonna get to write the next Star Wars. Well, they've been talking about uh, I can't even think of his name now, but the guy that wrote uh, Jedi. Um, George Lucas? No. 
George Lucas wrote the original trilogy. He didn't direct. Yeah, two, but there were massive three. rewrites on the. He had. There were other people that wrote on the original trilogy as well. Hmm. I don't know. Which is part of the weird thing about the whole uh, prequel trilogy that he was like, no, I will do it all myself. Uh, Why? Why? You can't write dialogue. Yeah. Well, and that's. So my favorite line in a movie is from one of my favorite lines, I guess, is from Clerks 2, where the where what's his name from Alias? Um, I can't think of his name now, but he's the hardcore um, um, Lord of the Rings guy comes in. Oh, and bashes right. yeah, yeah. on He's the customer, not not Elias, but the, he just comes in and he's like. You know, Peter Jackson won the Best Director Award, an award your, you know, George Toy Boy Lucas has never and will never win. <laughs> and it's like, well, George Lucas only directed the first movie. Right. So, no shit he wouldn't win it. <laughs> and he almost died in the process. <laughs> so, I don't think he really cares. So... Yeah, the other thing I had pulled up on the documentary, because I, I had that uh, Abrams directing pulled up. Uh, I also had the uh, Elder Scrolls Online debut trailer. Yeah, that looks awesome. Well, wow. <laughs> it's got that stupid MMO trailer issue of, like, it looks so cool. And I have no idea what anything about the game, because yep. it's a cinematic trailer of people, like, Taking badasses. This, yeah, like taking this stronghold by siege. And then, yeah, I don't think you're going to do any of that in the actual game. Nope. So, really, we've just covered that in the actual game, there will probably be zombie werewolves. Yes. And you can dual wield. Right. And archery? Yeah. Is probably a yeah. thing. Uh, Axes. And it, and it, I think there's a little bit of magic there. Maybe. Yeah. So there's magic and dual wielding and big, burly, muscly men. Magic confirmed and, in. And women with gigantic tatas. So, uh, so it sounds like a video. Uh, game. What you're saying is, yeah, it's a role playing game, Western role playing game? Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, <laughs> no. It's well, cool. one, one more random thing I pulled up. Uh, do you know what's important about June 13th, 2014? Friday the 13th? It's probably a Friday, though it might be a Thursday release. Um, um, Evil Dead? Jurassic Park uh, 4. I was trying to avoid that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, unfortunately. So yeah, apparently they're serious about bringing out another Jurassic Park because they haven't beaten that horse quite. Okay, the creator of Jurassic Park is dead. Let it die <laughs> with him. Why? I, I would actually love another Jurassic Park if it followed the second book. Okay, I, I could be behind that. The The whole idea of like weaponized dinosaurs you know yeah it's like all right all right 
I mean, yeah, I could, I could get behind that. So, um, I have no idea what the movie is. I'm just saying that yeah. they could do a thing that it, I would be excited be, about. It could be very awesome, but, but it could also be very not awesome. So, um, we'll just have to wait and see. Just have to wait and see. Um, well, while we're sitting here yammering away, we might as well address, uh, why we're doing this. Um, because we can. Because we don't have anyone else to talk to. And I actually mean why this is going to be episode seven instead of the episode that we recorded for episode seven. <laughs> oh, that. The black sheep in the room. Because um, <laughs> we did, uh, in fact, if you followed the Twitter feed and everything, uh, record an episode a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Yes, well, we did. Excuse me. And unfortunately, um, it didn't. Quite the quality of the recording wasn't up to what we like. And if you've recorded to, if you've listened to our previous recordings, you know that's saying something. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, it for it was just a lot of um, the way we had the mic set up for me, kind of left it feeling very awkward because we'd be talking and then we'd pause for a half a second. But instead of hearing, like, kind of ambient movement in the background, it went silent. <laughs> yeah, in it order like, to cut out, in order to not have, like, constant noise, it cut out all of the noise. Yeah. And, yeah, it made it feel very clipped. So, um, but we are going to re-record that podcast with Zap uh, when he's free. <laughs> Which will be probably sometime next month, yeah. I think we talked about. Yeah. Sometime in February is what he's told me, though, thus far. But uh, that's, at this point, up to him. Yeah, and then we will be talking about chastity and chastity devices again. And uh, maybe this time I'll manage to steer the conversation a little less granular, too. Yes. we Well, we'll try. Um, the The original, because you didn't get to hear it, was very... Oh, what about this? What about this? What about very um, hyper-focused? Pro- product numbers yeah. came into the conversation. Yeah, model number, product number. It, it was very like, <laughs> oh, what about this style one? Well, there's also this one, which is slightly different in this facet. <laughs> um, but it was very uh, – it just – it didn't it, – It didn't work out, well. but uh, that's okay. Uh, we can make mistakes, and we'll be back better and bigger and stronger or more contained. I don't know which way to go with that uh, one. Probably more contained. Um, and you'll you'll get to hear and listen and enjoy and... And yay. maybe, hopefully, learn something and find something interesting. But since you didn't get to hear our holiday update on that podcast that doesn't exist anymore... Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should go over that here and now. <laughs> I just realized that that entire section of yeah, ketchup that whole thing is gone. Yeah, it's gone. Well, and now at least uh, I can talk about visiting my grandma without the blonde moaning in the background. <laughs> um, on the podcast that never happened, um, the blonde was getting the crap beat out of her by the little blue man and Zap. So there's and, uh, enjoying it quite a bit. Yes, and it did make for. 
it, it wasn't so bad for most of it, but I, I have to admit, while while describing visiting my grand my elderly <laughs> grandmother, you know, that's maybe just a little awkward. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, we haven't actually uh, talked to the folks here since last year. So uh, this is true. Uh, it's it's now almost done with January. Um, what have you been up to? How did the holidays go for you? Holidays were crazy. Um, we the breakdown was I got off work on the twenty second. We left on the twenty third to go up to her aunt's house in Northern California, way up by Tahoe. Um, we were there for a, a night. Stayed in a hotel, night and a morning, basically. Drove up, had dinner, did kind of like brief family Christmas dinner with them. And then uh, that was on the 23rd into the oh, – was that? I forget how it went. But basically the it went into – correct you. I know. Um, so basically, no, it was, I got off work on the 21st. Uh, that was, I believe, a Friday. And then that Saturday – we drove up to the family house, the 22nd, because then the following day was her mom's birthday, the 23rd. So we were back at her mom's house in northern – not as far north, northern California. Um, so you did one place for her mom's her, birthday, another her, place for well Christmas? What we did was we did her mom's half of the family Christmas first. Then we went down to her mom's house and did her mom's birthday slash Christmas Christmas Eve with her mom on her mom's birthday Christmas Eve morning. Gotcha. And then from there, we hung out with her mom all day on Christmas Eve for most of the day. And then what we ended up doing was uh, the original plan had been to go to my parents' house for Christmas and then come back, go back up to Santa Rosa. Well, our little puppy dog got sick on uh, Christmas Eve night, Christmas Eve Eve night, the 23rd, her mom's birthday, gotcha. in the middle of the night. And so what we decided to do instead of doing the runaround was on our way home, um, we, instead of going to my parents' house on the 24th, what we did instead was we drove all the way home, dropped the puppy off at home where she could be in a stress-free environment, and then drove back to my parents' house for um, Christmas Christmas Eve dinner. So we spent time with them, and then we came back home and had the last day of that, the 26th or whatever, as a day to ourselves. So overall, it sounds like you spent nearly as much time on the road as you did actually at any particular place. Yeah, basically. So it was a little little bit stressful, but it was at the same time it was good to see people and deal with people and uh we avoided going to dinner with her dad and stepmom and stepmom's half of the family um which is it, fun, but it's a lot of fucking people <laughs> like it's a lot of fucking people. <laughs> Yeah, my, um, my family, not so big, but I did a lot of driving for yeah. the holidays. I did uh, Christmas uh, here in the Bay Area, and then uh, day after Christmas, drove up to Washington State to spend time with uh, like my mom's extended family, and then came back down to the Bay Area for New Year's and spent that up in the mountains. And 
pretty much got back on like the second and slept for 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Um, nice. Uh, yeah, that sounds like it was enjoyable. I didn't, we went to the city for New Year's. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, like, I I think that might sound like a complaint to a lot of people, but getting to drive up and down, uh, (laughs) drive through the pass and and up and down I-5 for the holidays is actually kind of my, like, like, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm right there with you. That is an extremely nice drive. So uh, it's something that I would love to be able to do that for Christmas instead of doing what we were doing. (laughs) So mostly it was doing what we were doing, with the little dog with us. Right. That that definitely makes everything a little bit more complicated. Just a bit. So, um, the, let's see. So, let's see. What did you get for Christmas? Because we didn't, we covered that in the podcast yeah. that never was, but. Uh, this was very much a foodie Christmas for me. Uh, I got couple of kinds of cheese Jeez. and I got uh, some wine and I got some absinthe uh, and I got some vodka and I got caviar um, like a little yeah. tin no, of I... caviar the size of a silver dollar that I understand costs it, it costs <laughs> enough that my mom couldn't stop talking about if you knew how much this cost <laughs> <laughs> well, caviar is expensive. So. It is, and this, and this was uh, imported Russian caviar. Uh, and, and I'm not a big fish fan. <laughs> caviar is not necessarily my like first choice of delicacy. Uh, but as my dad put it, uh, whose idea it was, um, as something of a foodie. I have to at least be able to say that I've had good, expensive caviar. <laughs> um, so over New Year's, uh, when I was up in the mountains with a couple of foodie friends of mine, we we broke out the caviar and the goat cheese and some fancy little crackers. And <laughs> while in a tiny little cabin in the woods, that the the cabin in the movie Cabin in the Woods makes my cabin look kind of. Uh, dank and small (laughs) like my cabin makes that cabin look pretty plush uh we had really expensive caviar on uh (laughs) soda crackers with homemade goat cheese and then finished it off with uh absinthe because uh i am nothing if i am not the ghetto gourmet (laughs) (laughs) oh the only real ghetto part about that was the (laughs) The locations well no they weren't saltines they were they were nice like uh uh, fancy clear crackers i can't think of what they're called so no the whole idea like the food was super fancy it's just the in theory or in principle you could have taken your girlfriend up there and it could have been like a really romantic thing because you're at a cabin in the woods by a nice roaring fire you could have built this up you didn't have to necessarily tell the people the fact that your cabin is the original like (laughs) Logging camp foreman's cabin that's built from the crates that they shipped everything in. Yeah. Oh, and the the roof started <laughs> leaking. So yeah, there's that. <laughs> so the front um, doors <laughs> not connected. <That's, laughs> it's a real fancy yeah, place. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, but 
It's an awesome cabin. Yeah, I do yeah, love going great. up there. It's a fun, <laughs> fun jaunt. So uh, if we didn't have the little dog, <laughs> we probably would have come up. Uh, you um, can take the little dog up, let him run around. Might not take him back home, but. <laughs> so, um. So, yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of what I got was uh, uh, food related stuff. Um, Grandma gave me a, a wine bottle opener, like this big fancy put it on a counter <laughs> thing. And yeah, like I guess my. You'd... My family decided I was into uh, expensive food and booze. <laughs> um, there's one problem. You don't have counters. Yeah. Well, someday. <laughs> well, you don't have counters of your own currently. Right. It's, it's aspirational. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then you would said that you got money as well. Yeah, I did. I, I got a, I got a fair chunk of money actually, um, and hopefully I will be spending almost all of it in about two weeks when the uh, Burning Man tickets go on sale. So that's uh, that's kind of my big uh, big hope for the money that I got is that I'm going to be able to get into the uh, Burning Man lottery and win. What happens if you don't win? Nothing. Do you get your money back? Yeah. Oh, okay. It, you, well. you, you you apply for a chance to buy the ticket, essentially. Okay. And it's because they had, I don't know, whatever it was, 28,000 people, 36,000. I mean, it's a huge number yeah. of people that go each year, but there's still – you know, 20% more than that, that want to go. And last year, the last year, the ticket sales did not go well. Yeah. There, I, there were some issues. <laughs> I had heard that, that the ticket uh, sales, there were issues with it. And people yeah, part, part of it was happy. that they did it kind of only on the lottery. And so people that were like a part of performing groups or construction groups. Yeah. Like part of the group got in, but not the whole group. That's bull. Uh, so this year they yeah. split it. There's an earlier registration for groups and presenters and stuff like that. Uh, and so that's already going on. And then there will be a general attendance lottery that follows it. Um, and that's me, general attendance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm super excited about hopefully getting to go to Burning Man this year. And I know there's a lot of, uh, qualifiers on that statement. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, please, if you're listening to this and you're not a fan of Burning Man, do not pass judgment on Fox. He is not what most people would think of as a burner. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> it's really funny actually, like the, the variety of people and stuff at Burning Man yeah. and, just talking to people in my regular life and mentioning Burning Man once in a while and hearing such a wide variety of stuff. Like, yeah. not even like they're all, oh, they're just a bunch of hippie burnouts. But, like, the there is the, it's a bunch of hippie burnouts. But then there's the, oh, it's just a, like, week-long rave in the desert and it's all about uh, drugs and alcohol and yeah. loud music. And then there's the... Like, oh, that, that's where all the people go and, like, trance out in the desert. And, like, oh, that's where the big installation art pieces are. Or 
oh, do you, do you drive one of those funny cars around? And it's yeah. like there, there's there's a lot of weird stigma that kind of follows. There is Burning Man, um, and part of it I think is that it's all there. Yeah. Like you're talking about thousands and thousands of people that build a temporary city in the middle of nowhere and essentially have a party for a week. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's going to be somewhere that you can go for a rave for the whole thing. There's going to be somewhere that you can go and have some spiritual awakening and it, somebody is doing it there somewhere. Yeah. So it, I am on the fence about Burning Man. Sometimes I want to go. Other times, not so much. I think if you actually made it out there at some point, you would really, really want to go again. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm on the fence because I don't want to deal with, like, if I'm going out there, I'm going to go out there to hang out with the friends that I know that go there who aren't the... I'm just going up there to do drugs, man. <laughs> right. We're going to have a great time. You know, I wouldn't want to hang out with those people. You and, know, and that's or the, the nice thing hey, about man, it being. It's a spiritual journey. We're going to go and do this. Okay. Yeah. Um, have fun with that. But it's totally worth swinging by their yeah. tent because they've got a huge massage parlor going like 24 <laughs> 7. So. But, Fox, that's why I'm friends with you. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> We could have our own little commune and not have to worry about those <laughs> weird people. <laughs> I, I would actually like to someday get a bunch of our friends out there and yeah. just have a camp to ourselves. And, oh, uh, yeah. And I know enough people. There are people who I would love to take up there because it'd be fun. The hard part is that some of those people, I don't know if I'd actually be able to get them to go out there. Right. Because, like, Titty Von Suckle. She would totally get dressed up and go and have a great time. Yeah. Maximo Hottentrot, not so much. He doesn't really like camping. Yeah. <laughs> so. And it is definitely you're in the middle of the freaking desert. Yeah. That's, there so. is no if, and, or but about that one. Yeah. I think if I was going to get a group of friends together, we'd probably have to rent a motorhome or something to do it. Yeah. Mostly I, I've because – the friends that I have, there are those ones like Maximo Hottentrot who they don't like camping. Right. And and I – like there are people that go out in like super nice motorhomes and I don't understand it at all. Not because I'm like, oh, yeah, you've got to camp and rough it. No, 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 no. It's that the playa is a very particular place and of a very particular <laughs> material, which is an alkali dust. Yeah. It, it's so like they, a giant, it's a giant salt flat, isn't it? Kind of. It's a, actually a dry lake bed. Okay. But, uh, the, the particulars of an alkali dust is that it sort of destroys everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a, that's an easy way to put it. So like there are a bunch of, uh, RV rental places yeah. that, know about burning man and so if you rent an rv within like a couple of weeks of burning man they have burning man prices which are <laughs> if you're going to this place we're going to charge you like four times as much because no, of the cleaning fees are so insane yeah for me what i would do is i would actually like want to get together with friends and go and find like an older trailer yeah, that we could just no, look totally. up that we it, could but, buy. But, that, but that's what I'm saying is I don't understand the people that go there in the super uh, nice yeah. trailer 
Because it's like, dude, you spent more on your trailer than yeah. some people I know's homes, and you're gonna have to gut the thing after this. Yeah. Um. <laughs> One guy, uh, the time that I went, bought an old school bus. Yeah. And like stripped out the yeah. interior and turned it into this like groovy '70s apartment, complete with like <laughs> blacklight posters and. Uh, uh, Lava lamps. Nice. And just had this, like, mobile apartment that he built in a school bus. Nice. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what I'd want to do. Yeah. It's like get an like, old that school be bus awesome. or an old bus or something and do that and just gut it. It wouldn't be a 70s hippie thing. <laughs> um, the only other, like, part for me that I have a downside on is that I have all the gear to be able to survive in the desert with the exception of, like, a portable shower. Right. I've got camelbacks. I've got water bottles. I've got moisture wicking, like combat gear that's designed to be worn in the desert to help keep you cool and keep water close to your body and not have it like dissipate out right. like a lot of stuff does. I've got all that stuff. It would make me want to bring all my airsoft guns with me. And see that that's and one that's of the a no no. <laughs> <laughs> Not during it, but see, so you need to hook up with the builders because the guys that actually build the man and stuff, they're yeah. out there for like a week beforehand with their whole arsenal. Yeah, see, like I could have fun <laughs> with that. So, like, yeah, we're building way. <laughs> yeah. I would yeah, totally. walk around with a holster with an airsoft pistol <laughs> and then a holster on the other side with a hammer and a power drill and be like, hey, these and, knee, pop, and, pop, and, pop. and you would, yeah, fit in completely with a lot of the people there. <laughs> So, um, I don't know. I, I just, don't think they, they, they used to have a, a firing range, but they, they haven't built it for a few years. I would hope not. I'm <laughs> just thinking of like the one, like just stoned out of his mind, tripping balls on acid guy. Okay. Yeah. Hey, wandering through uh, the firing what's range. Going on? <laughs> oh, we killed a hippie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, any hippies <laughs> listening, uh, we're sorry. This is not necessarily... Okay, <laughs> Fox is sorry. I am not. If you are not doing anything oh, with your life... I just maxed out. Sorry for laughing in the mic. <laughs> if you are doing nothing with your life but sitting on the streets of Berkeley doing acid and not providing anything to society... That's not a hippie. That's a gutter punk. If you are not doing anything <laughs> with your life... And 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 you still wear tie dye, and 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 you don't have a job. All right. And and I'm I'm by job I mean um, you don't have a job and you're not trying to get a job. Yeah. There's like, a difference between yeah. like I'm it, unemployed it, yeah, and there's a big I don't difference. need to work. Fuck it. Well, man. yeah. And and by job I don't mean like corporate America job. You know, like you could be a farmer. You could be doing your organic thing. Okay. Cool. Awesome. You're providing you're providing content for society. But so if you are that, that hippie this, who never left us the making 70s, up we're we're, uh, we're providing content. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I also I have a job. I know. We both you have, have a job. <laughs> so, I don't want my job, but uh, <laughs> I have it. I probably would take your job over my job. Yeah. <laughs> my maybe job. maybe not the hours of your job. <laughs> Or the inconsistency, but... I, I was actually talking with one of my uh, workmates about this, that my company has 
discovered this dastardly balance between shitty place to work and pays just enough <laughs> that you're willing to stick it out with the shitty place to work, yeah. but you're not willing to like it. <laughs> that's that's where I am, unfortunately. Say, <laughs> like, hey, we're going to pay you this much an hour. Oh, cool. But you're going to have to deal with stupid customers who don't understand basic geometry and uh, not so great work environment. Have fun. Yeah. What? <sighs> so anyways moving on yeah we, we totally we, went off on a tangent yeah, that was talking about um, sub tangents there dirty hippies and and burning man and we work. need the uh <laughs> the inception sound yeah. <laughs> um they should turn on the, <laughs> turn on the organ um <laughs> 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 What else did you do for the holidays? Anything? Nothing? What have you been doing? Now, that, that was pretty much it for the holidays. And then I uh, got back in and have been spending most of this month just working my butt off. So uh, Yay, other money. than work, yeah, it's, <laughs> other than work, it's been Dust 514 and... Uh, Which I've finally seen. And yeah, finally, looks... finally sat down. We're, we're recording a little later than we meant to because yeah. I made Loki sit and watch me play for a while and... And and I I'm interested. I'm interested. I, it's gonna have to wait until I play the Metal Gear Rising demo. But I'm interested. <laughs> um, yeah, I've actually been playing a like pretty much been coming home and playing video games and going to bed. So yeah. I, I've actually got some gaming in this month. Um, played through the DMC Devil May Cry yeah. reboot. Um, I don't get what all the complainings about. Well, like, well, it's because Dante's a brunette, not a blonde this time. Sort of. <laughs> and and maybe they just think that platinums have more fun. I don't Because um, it's not even that he's blonde. It's he's got white hair normally. But, uh, yeah. Like, the, there's a lot about how, oh, he's just this, like, snarky kid in this one. And it's like, I, I recently have played the earlier games. And it's, yeah. I, I don't... He wasn't like a deep and interesting no. character before. No, you know, he was a sarcastic asshole in all the other games. Yeah, and except for the one that he wasn't actually in. Right. Well, he's <laughs> in half of it. Sort of. In, in in four, you play through the entire game as one character essentially, and then go back and play through almost the entire game again as Dante. Yeah. Which was kind of shitty. Yeah. It, it was not a, a Metal Gear Solid 2 kind of, ha-ha, what an in- interesting twist. It was a, <laughs> no, it wasn't, we get to it wasn't call this a game Hideo twice Kojima twist. It was an M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> twist. Now, now I want to see uh, Kojima go, what a twist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, which, by the way, all you Raiden haters out there, go fuck yourself. <laughs> And try out uh, uh, Revengeance because it looks <laughs> it looks awesome. I totally over the top, insane, <sighs> yeah, cool. But and and I, DMC I like is very much the same kind of thing. It, yeah. It's just like super stylish beat 'em up action. Yeah. Um. I I 
I don't want to call out somebody specifically because it's, it's not really worth it. But a podcast that I was listening to, somebody was complaining about the lack of depth in the game and saying that there was like, all it is is you press different combinations of buttons to get different combos out and you don't really need it except for the times when only certain combos will work on certain enemies. Um, I've, they played Ninja Gaiden or like well specifically you know, called out Ninja the other Gaiden Devil May Cry games. I think this comes to. Uh, do you ever watch Extra Credits? Is a it's a show on the Penny Arcade Network. Sometimes, every now and then, they they did one a little while ago that was the difference between complexity and depth, and yeah. that just having more options is complexity. But uh, having the options work differently is depth. And this particular uh, podcaster seemed to be conflating the two and complaining that there wasn't as much complexity as there had been in other games and saying that that meant that there was a lack of depth. And so this was me yelling at my iPod on the sitting in traffic <laughs> on the way home from work. Um, well, but... I... Wait, there is, there's, I've played every single Devil May Cry except for Devil May Cry 4 and the newest one. Um, there's never really been any depth to those games. It is a button mashing, I'm going to run through and kill every fucking thing here and then it's going to pause for an awesome cinematic and there's going to be some giant fucking boss. I mean, honestly, Devil yeah, May Cry, <laughs> Devil May Cry is the father to God of War. Yeah. And yeah. and a lot of people don't give it that credit. And so to bitch about Devil May Cry not having depth, it just means you've been playing way too much fucking God of War. Right. Oh, and he also um, said that the Devil May Cry was originally going to be a Resident Evil game. And it wasn't Devil May Cry was originally being built. It, it was a Onimusha game. Yeah. And there was a error in how the characters interacted at one point you could sort of hit somebody with your sword and it moved them up and then if you just kept attacking you juggled them in the air and yeah. they were like that's kind of awesome so they built a game around that yeah <laughs> and uh, onimusha was awesome i loved those games yeah they were really fun though i, but I only played i think the first two i never got around to the one with uh i didn't play the uh, third what's one. The, the french guy uh, uh jean reno jean reno yeah, yeah. Now, I never got around to that one. I wanted to because I like Jean Reno. And especially at that point in time, that's when he made that movie Wasabi. Yeah. Which if you've ever seen Wasabi or if you haven't seen Wasabi. If you haven't seen Wasabi, go out and, and watch, watch it. And watch Wasabi. Um, and if you have seen Wasabi and you didn't like it, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix streaming. So yeah. Yeah, you should is. be able to just grab it easy. Um, I just recently watched it. Unfortunately, the sad part is... Um, I actually find that movie more entertaining to watch with the bad dubbing <laughs> and Netflix only has it with the subtitles. Has the sub. So it's on my list on Netflix. I haven't watched the Netflix one. I haven't yeah. seen it in forever. So. Um, and, and I like the bad dubbing because it is Jean Renault dubbing over his own voice <laughs> because the whole movie was shot in French and a little bit of Chinese or Japanese when, um, when they're actually in when Japan. they're in Japan, yeah. But for the most part, the movie I believe was originally the, all the voice work was done in French, 
And which is great because the vast majority of the movie takes place in Japan. <laughs> um, so you see this cute little Japanese girl talking French to Jean Reno, but I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be talking Japanese. Speaking. Speaking Japanese. Sorry. I'm a bad, bad man, woman, person, thing. I'll speak Individual. <laughs> um, but um, if you are easily triggered by violence towards people of the transgendered persuasion, though, there's like a 15-minute scene where you're probably going to want to fast forward. Um, yeah, the movie does get a bit brutal. The, oh, the movie's horribly brutal. Um, but the movie gets its name because there's a scene in the movie where they're, it's Jean Reno and his best friend Momo. They're in Japan. They're at a sushi restaurant. And there's a big pile of wasabi in the middle. And Jean Reno's just picking it up and eating it like it's candy. The, <laughs> the not mixed with soy sauce wasabi. Just a mound of wasabi. And Momo's looking at him like, uh, uh, wait, do, but, do, do, oh. hmm. And he tries it. And he's like, <laughs> and he's just gagging and dying because it's so hot. It's like, whoa, Jean Reno's a badass. <laughs> so I'm, I might cut this out, but one of my favorite wasabi stories was back when I was in uh, Boy Scouts. Yeah. We were on a hike. We were up a uh, – can't think of what mountain. We just hiked up. In any case, we had bag lunch. It was only a day hike thing. Yeah. One of the guys pulls out one of those little things of uh, sushi. Like, yeah, might have been Safeway sushi or takeout from somewhere. In any case, he's eating it. One of the other scouts says, "Oh, I've I've never tried sushi before." It's like, "Oh, you want to try some?" Says, sure. So he gives him a piece of sushi and he put, takes this big scoop of wasabi and puts it on top. And the guy says, "Well, what's that?" He says, "It's mint sauce." That's just wrong. And the other people there kind of hear this conversation going on on the side and. All at once go, mint sauce. No! And, like, you see, like, five people all turn simultaneously as this guy puts literally, like, 50-50 rice and wasabi into his mouth. And just, (laughs) don't eat. Oh, oh. (laughs) Um, I don't have any good wasabi stories. Um. Uh, no, I do, actually, because I like wasabi. Like, I'll eat wasabi-flavored stuff. My favorite wasabi-flavored thing is actually, uh, for a short while, Funyuns made wasabi-flavored Funyuns. They were amazing. They nice. were delicious. <laughs> like, all the great flavor of a Funyun in the texture and everything with that, like, nice horseradishy kind of burn. Yeah. And it wasn't overpowering. A lot of times when people do, like, wasabi flavor on stuff, too much. Just burn the hell out of your sinuses. <laughs> no, these were perfect. See, so they, I like the like the wasabi peas that have the big chunks of wasabi on them. Those are okay in small doses. <laughs> but related to that, so my parents got wind of this. Uh, my parents are the sweetest people you'll ever meet. Um, they, they're actually very nice. They have the best intentions. Um <laughs> But somehow they get this idea that because I do like spicy things, I love all things spicy. So every this kind of relates back to Christmas. I always get spicy spicy shit in my stocking. So usually either the mini Tabasco bottles. Currently, there that incarnation has turned into the Tabasco chocolate that's out there, which huh. really isn't that bad. I had a Tabasco Jelly Belly recently. 
That's a little weird. It is. It tasted like sweet Tabasco sauce. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Sorry. So you um, get spicy things. But so I get, like, and then I get, they give me, like, chili chocolate. And so there's this thing where they kind of latch on to this idea. So this year for Christmas, because of the wasabi thing, every year I also get one wasabi-themed thing. So last year I got uh, wasabi uh, wasabi almonds. Ooh, they were okay. They weren't too bad. Uh, they were definitely way too heavily coated on the wasabi, <laughs> so they were much hotter than they needed to be. Um, but they got me a big bag this year of wasabi uh, rice crackers. Well, the problem is, is that they got it from like the Berkeley Bowl or somewhere, so it's not really a it's all like kind of handmade for the most ah. part. So it's a handmade mix. So there's mix some variance between the, from cracker to cracker. Well, the crackers are all one thing. And then they had these like, they looked like peanuts and they came in like three or four colors. So there's like an orange one. There was a green one, which you thought would maybe be like a peat. Nope. It's a peanut inside, but it's a, was- it's a wasabi coated peanut inside this green semi wasabi shell. That wasn't bad. But the wasabi peas that were in there were at least eight or nine millimeters in diameter and coated in wasabi. (laughs) And the problem was they didn't do – well, they probably did a great job when they first made them. But they'd been sitting in the bag for so long that a lot of that wasabi coating came off and covered everything else. And if you've ever bought wasabi pea Japanese rice cracker mix, you know that there's not usually – like there's a smaller amount of wasabi peas than anything else. Right. This is like a 50-50 mix. Ooh, wow. <laughs> so I could eat the rice crackers. I could eat the orange-covered peanuts because they kind of had like a sweet taste to them. There were a couple other colored peanut ones that I could eat, and I could do the wasabi peanuts. I could not eat the wasabi peas. <laughs> because the coating that had come off the wasabi peas was a perfect amount for coating everything else. <laughs> but then you add whatever is left on that pea into that. No, you're done. Just, just like, a little too intense. Huh? Yeah, it's just like now I'm crying and my eyes burn. And if I try and touch my eyes because I've been eating this stuff, it's going to burn more. This is not good. So we talked about what I got for the holidays. What did you get? Um, I got boobs. That's right. Uh, um, we have got a, a fairly nice pair of boobs. I, I got, but it, I did not get implants. First of all, I got falsies. Um, for those of you who don't know what falsies are, some people call them chicken cutlets. Um, <laughs> that is actually, that. yeah, yeah, that's actually wrong. A chicken cutlet is actually it's a silicone piece that's a bust enhancer. It's for a woman who already has boobs and wants to change the shape. And so it's a small – it's like a breast form, but instead of actually being a whole breast, it's just this little sliver. And it's kind of like semicircle or whatever shape it's going to come in. Well, and that, it's a, that explains the chicken cutlet. Yeah, it, it looks like a chicken cutlet. Sure. Um, but these are more like a whole chicken breast, if you will. Um, but no, they're a full breast. They're, uh, like a C or D cup. I think they're a D cup. Um, and they're like a, a normal, like the really high end ones are made out of just a molded silicone. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so they've got a nice heft and weight to these. These are actually more like a molded silicone inside a plastic casing, like not a hard plastic, but like a, a flexible plastic, almost latexy casing. Um, for probably for hypoallergenic reasons, in case you're allergic to anything that's in the that's material. Um, but also it gives it a little bit more jiggle than the other ones I've seen. Um, they are uber firm. Yes, and like, they're very perky. Yes. Um, they, they do look extremely fake. Like, I hate to say it, they look like fake tits, but I'm okay with that. Um, Seeing as how they are, in yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's a way that I could adjust my bras to fit me better and hold and carry them in a certain fashion to make them look maybe more realistic or hang more realistic. These these are things that will come with practice, yeah. I imagine. Um, but for now, they work. I like them. I wore them on New Year's when we went out to the city. Uh, which was the first time I'd worn them out in public, public, uh, which was awesome and fun, and we had a great time. Um, but, yeah, I got those. I got a new pair of heels uh, that are amazing and comfortable. Wore those that same night. Uh, only problem is we went to the Citadel for New Year's, and right. apparently I nobody had told me this, and maybe it's just because I'd never worn heels at the new location for the Citadel, but the building that it's in actually leans towards the street. <laughs> so all night I'm walking around in my heels and I feel like I've been on my the balls of my feet all night. Like even though when I'm resting, like I feel like I'm going to slip right. and fall. And I'm like, this is so bizarre. Never I can realized walk around that the these... whole building slanted yeah, like, slightly. This is so bizarre. And so on the way home, I was talking with the blonde and, and you know, we talking about all this stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah. Hey. Is the Citadel, does it lean towards the street? Does the flo whole floor, like, kind of angle towards the street downhill? And she's like, yeah, didn't you know? I was like, no. <laughs> that would explain a lot. Um, but yeah, so I got that. I got a bunch of makeup. I also got a Boba Fett, a Lego Boba Fett alarm clock. Looks like a big uh, Lego action figure. Like one of the a, Lego A Lego figures. alarm clock. Yes. That mean that you can just take it apart and put in a different alarm? No, unfortunately not. It's just an alarm clock that looks like a big Boba Fett Lego figure. Gotcha. Um, which is kind of cool because the head, you tap the head and it lights the clock up on their chest. Um, it also is the snooze button. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just, I don't want to wake up and just beating on something's head. The only other alarm clock I've ever really wanted was the gun alarm clock. Which is, um, if you, I don't know if any, if you've ever seen it, but there's an alarm clock out there and it's a clock that you're supposed to set up away from your bed. You set like on the other side of the room. Yeah. Or... And it's got a bullseye on it and it comes with a little like battery operated gun. And what it is, is it's like a light gun. So the alarm goes off, you grab the gun, you shoot the target to snooze. Nice. So it's this like, is... oh, all right. This is like, uh. Make sure you're awake enough to know that you're putting the snooze on and also training for <laughs> if you're worried about people startling you in your sleep. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I actually yeah. got a new alarm recently because uh, I have a PlayStation Vita. Yeah. And there's a program on it called the uh, Wake Up Club, which is an <laughs> alarm. You, you set an alarm for a time 
And when the alarm goes off, your little icon bounces around the screen. So you have to poke your icon to, to set it to snooze. Nice. And it times how long it takes you to hit your icon from when the alarm starts going off. <laughs> And compares you to other people in the area. So you get like a little <laughs> mini leaderboard of like, nice. you managed to wake up in five seconds. And it took this guy 30 seconds. And <laughs> once you've woken up, you get icons of the other people around you that have their alarms going off. And you can tap on them <laughs> to, to essentially send a little like, hey, hey, wake up to theirs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's kind of fun. <laughs> hey, wake up. Wake up. Um. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that is that's pretty fun. Um, because <laughs> um, you know, all other problems having been solved, this is what we're working on. <laughs> Apparently, hey, wait a second, the Japanese are working on. Yeah, it's not that's us. a good point. <laughs> um, they've solved all their problems. <laughs> Apparently, their nuclear react- nuclear reactor isn't gonna melt down. Anytime uh, soon. Um, <laughs> it's not a problem if you don't talk about it. Um, <laughs> it's the ostrich syndrome. If you can't see it, it's not there. Um, Pixelated bukake. <laughs> if it's grainy, it's not really happening. Um. Which I'd be amazed if, like, sometime someone figured out a way to, like, unpixelate Bukaki and there's not really anything going right, on. It's, it's just, like, all pixelated. And then they unpixelate and it, the girl's making funny faces at the camera. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> she's just like, nah, <laughs> And then, or she's, <laughs> what it is, is she's. <laughs> She's looking at the camera, pulling on one of her cheeks, making this sound. <laughs> and for all of you people that just swerved off the road <laughs> nauseous, we apologize. <laughs> uh, don't lie, you all know you want to come on your face. Um, well, that's definitely the kinky part of this part. <laughs> Yay, we hit all points thus far. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, look, we're coming up on a, an hour of recording here. I think it's about time to take a break. Um, we're going to go get a drink. and Booze! Uh, booze. And <laughs> then we'll come back and uh, I think we can talk some about uh, where we're headed with the show. Um, some of the ideas we have for upcoming episodes and uh, uh, some ideas that we've got kicking around and hopefully encouraging some uh, feedback because... I know you people are out there. You're listening. You've downloaded this. Uh, a bunch. Talk to us. Say hi. Let us know <laughs> what you want us to talk about. Okay. That's that's it for now. Um, so, so we're back. <laughs> we're back from outer space. Um, so, upcoming, we, yeah, we have, we have... Delicious, wonderful booziness in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> We're dark and stormies today, so thank you, Kraken, and whatever that Australian ginger beer is. Yeah, 
I never remember the name. I just recognize the bottles and the caps. It's the little stubby bottle with the kangaroo on the front, yeah. and it's tasty goodness. Yeah. Um. So coming up on a podcast, what are we gonna do? Tell me about the rabbits, George. <laughs> We're gonna hug them and squeeze them. And <laughs> Which way did he go? Which way did he go? I love that, like, the the mixture there of horribly tragic <laughs> literature and Looney Tunes. Well, no, so you know, you get No, that, it is. I mean, it's, the, it's, I mean, that's the reference in the Looney Tunes. Yeah. It's just... Well, no, that, it's not, because that reference was actually there before they ever made the, um, the movie, which is where John Malkovich brought that character to life doing that. Right. John Malkovich took his... His interpretation of, um, of, um, Lenny, of Lenny in Of Mice and Men and took that, you know, which way did he go, George? Which way did he go? From the 40s Looney Tunes cartoons. I see. And just sort of integrated them for that. integrated it into his character of Lenny in Of Mice and Men. And then. Tell me about the rabbits, George. And then later it came full circle with Elmira. Being yeah. a spin on Lenny and well, ca- being yeah, a kind Looney of, Tune. <laughs> yeah, with the I'm gonna hug them and love them and squeeze them forever. Except that she was the psycho little girl who right. was not so slow. Right. <laughs> so, but I watched a bunch of uh, Tiny Tunes recently. <laughs> um, because I got bored. Apparently. <laughs> uh, um all right so so what do we have in store for our faithful listeners (laughs) all 12 of them (laughs) Uh, except that we know there are probably more yeah but like by an order of magnitude which kind of creeps me out like well there's a lot of you listening to us apparently (laughs) um how many of you are from china (laughs) Um, <laughs> are you hoping to get some kind of intel from this podcast? We have Have we nothing... mentioned enough guns that we're, uh, we're now on some Probably. watch list? This is just a bunch of feds <laughs> listening. Uh, <laughs> you have they my said favorite... they knew when the prototypes were coming out. They said they knew when the prototypes were coming out. <laughs> um, Airsoft. <laughs> um... And that's right. not a code name. We're talking about Airsoft, the brand. <laughs> yeah, the the style of toy gun. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> you you were asking a question um, like that was relevant. So who are we having on upcoming podcasts? Yeah, so we we've actually got a uh, a number of people that have uh, expressed interest in coming on. Um. Some of the corporate ones I haven't really gotten a hold of recently, but uh, we still have uh, contact at the uh, Twisted Monk and at Good Vibes that have expressed uh, expressed interest. Um, I have this weird feeling like Good Vibes is going to have us come down to one of their stores I'm and fine sit that. in the store and record in the store, which is fine. We'll, we'll just set it to room mic and <laughs> <laughs> we can... Well, ma'am, that will be three Goliaths. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> well, really, I can't. 
I can't take much more than four. So I figured three would be a modest amount. <laughs> it's Thor that you really have to worry about, though. <laughs> Sad part is, I actually know a couple of people who are size queens like that. The On that level. <coughs> so... I, I will be shocked when when I see somebody actually manage Thor, though. I think I know someone who has. I'll have to check their photos. <coughs> I, I know someone who... Indirectly, I know them. I know of them, basically, thanks to Tumblr, who um, is so... Oh, I think I know who you're going to talk about. <laughs> oh, so stretched out that... She is into the fisting, and and what she likes now is she likes for her husband to stick his fist inside her and jerk himself off instead of fucking her. <laughs> now, I'm all for the occasional size queenie business, but there is a point. I don't know what exactly that point is, but that. That is beyond that point at which it is interesting and has crossed over into freak of nature. <laughs> For me, it's kind of awesome on that, oh my god, I'm fascinated by this, because why the fuck would you want to do this to yourself yeah. level? You know, it, it goes along with a lot of what we talked about in the podcast that never happened, as far as body modification goes. It's like, this is fascinating, because I want to know how they do this, or why they do this. I would never do it to myself, though. Yes, because you don't get to hear the podcast that never happened. You don't get to hear Fox getting thoroughly squicked mid-podcast. Thoroughly. <laughs> On a number of occasions. Oh, good times. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, upcoming, uh, <laughs> upcoming guests and subject matter. We still have, uh, we still have the cosplay. Uh, podcast to come. Um, Does, is that involving um, playing with coasters? <laughs> costume. Costume <laughs> play. See, I, I always uh, read it as cosplay, not coast play. Yeah. I don't know. Tomato, I guess you don't call them costumes. Costumes. Costume. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Cosplay. Um, so, yeah, should, um, we'll have at least one guest for that. Uh We've got a couple of guests that uh, would like to come in and talk about uh, polyamory yep. and uh, poly relationships um, and probably the fact that those are two fairly different things. Yeah. Um, we've got people to talk about uh, – oh, actually one that I think is uh, going to be particularly relevant perhaps to the, the – mission statement of this year is the uh, self-esteem and the how and why did you get into kink question. Um, I think maybe our next, yeah, literally next podcast. Um, which is a friend of mine who uh, sort of self-admittedly got into kink for the wrong reasons and has uh, in the years since worked his way around to the right reasons, but has some interesting insights into uh, the wrong reasons to get into a subculture or a kink or anything yeah. like that. Um, we have the uh, 
the the podcast that never happened happening again. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. I had an ice cube in my mouth, and I realized with how how close I was to the mic. If I tried to crunch on it like I wanted to, it was going to translate into the microphone. So I put it back in my drink. And instead, it was just Loki very. <laughs> slowly tonguing something around. <laughs> I think I just got Fox all hot and bothered. <laughs> you, sir, have a girlfriend. I do. <laughs> um, so the Chastity podcast <laughs> is... Uh, um, <laughs> after the getting into it for the wrong reasons podcast... I think oh, I broke Loki. The, but I, <laughs> the point that was best was, and the, <laughs> the, the, so there was the chastity part, but then you <laughs> followed it up with the, and getting into it for the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know I was there. Um. <laughs> Um, okay. So obviously with uh, uh, good vibes, we're probably going to talk about equipment. Um, there, there was also talk of equipment with the chastity. Uh, sex toys in general is something that I think we need to um, cover. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the same way that we, we sh- will have another talk on ropes at some point. Yeah. Um, that we know enough. I know enough rope people yeah. that we can talk like <laughs> we- extensively. I think the bigger catch is that we need to not go so granular on like specific subjects that we're passionate about and more of draw them out into multiple podcasts. Exactly. Um, so this is one of the things that we're, uh, we've been assessing what we've done. Excuse me. We've been assessing what we've done and we're looking to improve as we go on. It's the lack of visual media. <laughs> Sorry, what was I saying? Um, improving, right. improving as we go along. The the sort of broader uh, approach to some of these subjects, because we do have a tendency to geek a bit and yeah. and get really granular and really specific. And hey, it's not called kinky and geeky for no reason, right? Um, but, but we need to learn how to talk about, you know, Star Wars without just quoting lines. Well, I mean, on the kink side. you know, it's not my fault that I know that the Millennium Falcon is a YT-1300 Millennium, you know, YT-1300 Corellian Corvette transport smuggling vessel. Actually, I know. I think that is your fault. Well, okay. Probably a little bit, but, <laughs> or that. You know, Boba Fett's ship is one of a kind, built as a prototype originally, and he killed the person who built it for him before they could make more. Um, but we also can expand some on the geeky side. Uh, the same friend of mine that would uh, like to talk about the uh, self-esteem and such uh, is interested in putting together some little, like, mini game reviews, and he's involved in some... Uh, uh, preview stuff right now so we might be able to be uh, slotting in little snippet reviews too yay which could be fun 
obviously Loki's super excited. About I'm actually <laughs> excited for that. Uh, you had told me nothing about that. No, no, that's this is so live radio. Live to take. I don't know. I'm being weird now. <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. We're devolving into madness. This is good rum. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, except that almost all of my rum is gone. Why is all the rum gone? Nobody can drink rum now with that, that quote know, appearing at some point. Uh, thank you, Johnny Depp, but God damn you, Johnny Depp. Um, except- so that's that's some of the stuff that uh, I know I've got planned. What's some of the stuff uh, – I know you've been talking to some people. Um, so one, one of the things that I'm, I'm trying to organize is actually going to be an interesting podcast. Um, I've been trying to find a reason to have um, – Maxima Hot and Trot and Titty Von Suckle, PhD, back on. Um, and I talked to Titty Von Suckle recently and asked, so what? I'm trying to find a reason to have you guys back on the podcast because you're fun. Um, and rather than just be like, we're having you on because we want to have you on, which when you're doing a podcast is really kind of just a valid Answer. Yeah, we could totally do that, but we'd um, like to have some sort of subject to, yeah, to put forward, right? Some, some kind of subject matter. Um, so uh, her actual response was, hey, well, because I, I threw a couple of things out there, body worship, you know, polyamory, da, da, da. And she said, well, the body worship kind of service stuff, that'd be about a 20-minute podcast, and it might be kind of boring. I was like, yeah, you got a, you got a good point. Um and so instead, what she reckon, what she kind of came up with was, well, we could talk poly, but but that's really kind of an ongoing thing for us, and and we're still evolving and whatnot, so that might not be the best. But what if you got a group of people together, like two, three, maybe four people, and you we all sat down here and we all talked about what services service oriented DS is for us, and each person kind of shared their experiences, and I was like. And this is why I text you because it's brilliant. So I think at some point we're going to sit down with uh, at least Titty Von Suckle, if not also Maximo Hot and Trot. Um, it, well, more because, I mean, you can't really sit down with one without having the other there. Right. But at the same time, you could also sit down with one since Maximo is not really into serving others, more so uh, being served. Right. So, but yeah, I think the idea of doing sort of a roundtable conversation uh, will be an interesting turn on the format and yeah. uh, might bring up some fun stuff. Yeah. So I think that's something that we're going to try and arrange in the near future. I don't know if we're going to be able to tackle that one for a few, maybe a few podcasts. I think we're going to try and tackle stuff like the getting into kink for the wrong reasons first, followed by like cosplay and polyamory. Yeah, and, then, and, and uh, we are actually and at some point get back to the chastity cast. We are in fact building up uh, equipment in the meantime yes. as well, so yes. that we will be a little more well prepared for a larger podcast. Yes, more than two microphones. Yeah, um, and especially for a large podcast like that, um, the the wonderful home of Titty Von Suckle and Maximo Hontrot serves well for a large group of people, but you really need more than two mics for a setting like that to really yeah. get the richness and quality that you've come to love from kinky and geeky 
Speaking of which, if this podcast sounds uh, better than the other <laughs> ones have, it's because we have improved our equipment uh, slightly by adding a couple of microphone stands. Yeah. But I think it actually <laughs> makes a really big difference. In I think it makes a huge difference because now, like, I mean, I can tap on the table that's in front of me and you can't hear it in the mic necessarily. Right. You don't get you us know. every time we pick up or set down a drink. Clank, yeah, clank, right. clank. So um, you might hear the ice jostling in there, but you don't hear like the clink clink of the <laughs> of the glass on the table or anything. So I think it's a huge improvement personally. So so yeah, so that's some of the, uh, the subjects that we've got uh, people pinned down for. I've been trying to think if the, uh, of any subjects that we haven't really been able to cover, um, <coughs> specifically of things that we might not personally know people for, uh, things that we might be able to reach out to the community for. Uh, one that comes to mind immediately is uh, turning the online relationship to a in-person relationship. Uh, it's one of the big hurdles of what a lot of people come to in this tech age of yeah. I've got an online boyfriend uh, but we've never met kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I was down at the FC last week which is the uh, further confusion uh, furry convention. I made it down for about half a day. Alright, I was going to ask you if you made it down. People kept asking me, are you going to FurCon? Are you going to FurCon? I'm like... Have I ever portrayed myself? Who would ask you if you were going to Furcon? Jack asked me, and a lovely young lady asked me online. Have I just bled over that much now that you've been, you're furry by association? Apparently. Like, uh, maybe it has due to the fact that on my FetLife page, I put up that sample art that you did of Loki. So... You know, maybe it's because of that, and it's like, well, I'm not personally a furry. I do find some furry porn hot. Like, I've got a whole series of My Little Pony fucking. (laughs) And it's just like, wow, that's kind of awesome. Rainbow Dash has got a huge cock there. My Little Pony fornication is magic. Yeah. Um... So I got some. I, there, there are things on my computer at home that, other than the things that you know totally squicked you and zap out, that you just have never seen. So, <laughs> so I suppose you're not really making a great case for not being. A I'm, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not. But no, um, I mean it's it's that's not really my scene. So in any case, I, I did go to FC. Um, I think doing a furry podcast could be fun if we could get somebody else on here because ironically, <laughs> yeah, but back. like ironically, although I might identify as a furry, I don't really hang out with a lot of furries. So yeah. uh, that that would take me going a little further out. Although you, I, do, I do know a few now. So And Jack, I think are the only furries I know. Like actual, well, no, there's... Okay, there are two others, but I, <laughs> one of them I've played airsoft with before, and the other one was a woman who I was briefly interested in playing with at some point, and then she kind of vanished off the face of the earth. Yeah, and then, well, and I, I don't really know if the girl, the young lady who asked me recently if I was going to FurCon is or is not a furry. I do know <laughs> she's a little. Ah. Uh-huh. Which is another subject matter we should probably cover at some right. point in time. We we. It might just pull on the 
the blonde for that, right? We can pull on the blonde. We can pull on a number of people. We actually know quite a few littles. Um, so no, I actually, I have, a, that's another subject matter that you can get super granular with and I will pull on a number of people to come in and talk about right. a little. Yeah. And but, but we do and, need to start with a more, more of a broader stroke on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I started saying that because, uh, um, at FC, uh, I got to meet some of the podcasters actually that I enjoy. Nice. And one of the ones that, one of the subjects that has come up in the, uh, in their podcast a lot is the difference between the online relationship and the offline relationship and the transition between. Uh, and I think that particularly in the kink community where there are things that are possible in say a text format that just yeah. flat out are not <laughs> in reality. Uh, it can be a particularly difficult transition for some. Yeah. Well, and I also think that some people on a certain level, they hold that text format just as fantasy and what a lot of people like to call spank material. Right. And then they're realizing that, oh shit, like, wait, we can actually do, no, I don't, I don't really want to try or do this. Like, you know, I, I know guys who are way into reading castration fetish stuff. Like they, it's like. They are obsessed with it. But when it actually would come down to the realism of it, not so much. Not not so much. I'm sorry, okay? Back to the this squick factor, the, yeah, it was the best just, example we, I can we think didn't of. Have it on, we didn't have any on this podcast. <laughs> we had to get around to it somewhere. Um, <laughs> I, no, I honestly, I wasn't trying to. Yeah. That's not where I was going. It was the best example I could think of. Yeah, totally. I, um, I even know some people that have had, I mean, much lighter stuff. Just, just some of the... Um, domination and submission stuff that yeah. you know they really enjoyed in text but when it came to reality it suddenly was way too intense yeah well and and i mean like it it is that idea of the separation of reality from fantasy for a lot of people and that i mean you can be i think a lot of people don't realize that being kinky isn't just the fantasy it's like for me it's a lifestyle like right. it's a it's a lifestyle choice. Like well, it's not even a choice really. Like it's on a certain level it is, but at the same time it's like there's that desire of satisfaction and it is very much so once you've had a taste of that level of satisfaction you're not going to be able to find it anywhere else. Like every since the first kinky relationship I had where it was worked well every vanilla relationship I've had has ended. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's something where it's very much. So it is that idea that once you've had that taste, you've opened that door. There's no going back. And I don't, I don't know if I'd color it quite so drastically, but there is a, there is something to be said for the, realization that you can actually have what you've been thinking about having. Yeah. And, and it's actually goes like way beyond kink and relationship. I mean, if you've ever hated your job and you've gone to somebody else's office and all of a sudden seen that like people can get along at work and, yeah. you know, people can have bosses that pay attention to what they do and stuff and gone, Oh, 
wait, I get it. This is what working should be like. It's yeah. really hard to go back to that shitty office job. Yeah. Uh, part of what we're doing here is going, hey, look, there's people out here that are living the lives that you've maybe thought about but never really considered a possibility and trying to say, hey, it's totally a possibility. You just got to find somebody whose baggage goes with yours. You need to find a matching set is what it is. Yeah. Find that matching set and you're golden. Well, you're going to have to polish and buff and smelt and do a lot of work. But. But at least you've got the right raw materials. Yes, exactly. So. Um, but yeah, I I think that really kind of covers the bases at this point on what we've got coming up. Yeah, and what um, we've got we'd planned. love to hear from uh, the listeners here please, on. Please, please, we're begging you because <laughs> we're please. pathetic. <laughs> please, Eddie. <laughs> um. Yeah, we, we'd love to hear from you on, on subjects that we haven't touched on, on subjects that maybe we've mentioned but never followed up on, or on things that we have talked about and you want more information or conversation or discussion or whatever on. We probably, for a while at least, won't touch too severely on things that squick Fox, though. So if you ask, can you talk more about stuff that freaks Fox out? <laughs> No. Although it will uh, <laughs> it will come, come up. up from time to time. Um. I got nothing. Yeah. No. I think. Uh, I think that's pretty good. Unless we want to, again, just get granular. Because from here on out, it's just specifics about video games and I shit know. that we've been playing. So I know. Um. Um. I'm getting ready to come out to my parents. Well, this might be a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will leave you all with that <laughs> for now. Uh, um, so remember, safe and consensual. <laughs> Have fun. Uh, I forgot what I said the last time. All right. Find somebody just as fucked up and weird as you are and be happy. You've been listening to Kinky and Geeky. This podcast has been distributed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial share-alike license. That means that you can share or free mix or smash us up or whatever. Just give us credit and don't make money off us. Oh, okay. I don't know either. I suppose that's as good a mic check as any.
Um, oh, that's going to irritate me, being able to hear myself breathe. I'm going to have to be quiet. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Gollum. Bless me here. Precious. Give it like a 30 second pause. And then you put the recording back on so that then I can talk to you and you might feel be with We are recording. Dangle penis. <laughs> I like tacos, I like tacos, I like tacos. All I want is tacos, all I want is tacos. <laughs> Sometimes it's just fun to play with the microphone. <laughs> like, what I can do? <laughs> I can see that one on the <laughs>